gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are here celebrating a Memorial Day, a.k.a. Dipset Day. I do not believe in saluting our troops because Lord knows they're an imperialistic force across the world. The only troops I recognize, Cameron, Jewels, Jones, you know what I'm saying? These are the soldiers that, that when New York was at its lowest, they came through. Patriotic, my friend, patriotic. Mm. Mm. Draped in the flag. True patriots, true patriots. And showed us the way, you know what I'm saying? Without the diplomats, the world would be a worse place. That is true, though. That 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 diplomat sound was 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 banging. I feel that, like we need like it's it's something it's it was so weirdly New York and it's New York. It's like it, yes. it was that weird. It's we I didn't say we needed that, but it was cool to kind of have almost these like cartoon very Wu Tang these yeah. cartoon bigger than life dudes making dope hip hop, bringing it back unabashedly New York, unabashedly weird because that shit was weird as fuck. And it's making dope ass, dope ass rap fucking mixtapes. That shit was a beautiful era. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It it, it was New York at its highest yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So so we so on on Diplomat Day we salute y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wearing a pink shirt all day, pink shirt and 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 a fuzzy fucking turban. That's my <laughs> my my camera on homage. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking, speaking of politics, we're, ah! dipping, we're dipping into political waters, Ooh. and I'm going to be like cautious about this one, but uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, long story. Actually, I'm going to rewind a little bit because uh, there's been a movement to kind of call artists to not play in Israel because of what's been happening there. Oddly enough, one of the big names they used to see a lot thrown around was Roger Waters. He, he was always tussing it in there on some like yelling at Radiohead, and that's been a big thing that he's been a part of. So in lieu of the recent escalation in conflict, see, that was very, very New York Times of me. See that verbiage? <laughs> see, both sides, both sides in that verbiage. Um, there's been a big movement. There's been a, a new petition flying around, 600 names on there. It looks like it's a little bit stronger than it's been in the past. Before you would see small shamings where, you know, Rihanna would put put up a, let's say, I think it was Rihanna, but, it could, you know, hypothetically, a star would kind of announce Israel dates. You know, of course, in the world of social media, people go at them saying, why are you playing these dates? That star would kind of slowly ignore it <laughs> or not paying attention. But I think because the way the world's kind of going, because it's new kind of eyes or what the world the way the world's been happening on atrocities and things like that that there's been renewed pressure so it's kind of cool seeing these kind of pictures kind of fly out um it's nice seeing musicians and artists take a stand um it, particularly a stand that might require some paper if that makes any word sense yeah i mean it's, it's a lot easier to kind of be performative in black lives matter and put up the fucking black box and then you know treat your black fucking workers like shit I do think that it's kind of surprising where you've got these names where it's just like we're just not going to play in Israel and that's leaving money on the shelves. There's festivals there, still a Western kind of nation. You know, there might be some blowback. So it's kind of cool seeing, I guess, you know, some activism that seems not that performative, seems a little bit more grassroots than we're usually able to see in the last like year or two. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's just it's it's 
I mean, we need this in music. Um, I, I think, you know, the business of music uh, has become so huge over the past, like, decade that you do get a lot of people who are, are risk-averse, right? And like I said, like, I don't, I, I'm not really going to knock people for protecting their bag because I understand, like, you know, celebrities are basically just independent contractors in a, long, uh, in a lot of ways. Like, they just, you know, they're just millionaires at it. Um but yeah, it was, it was really kind of cool to to kind of see um, this kind of pop up. Um, you know, I, like I, I think maybe you were talking about like you know back in the day with with uh, you know the the anti-apartheid stuff when when artists were were avoiding South Africa and like how how big that of an impact that was. Um, so they yeah, had I mean, songs. They had they had songs. They together. had songs. They had, had anti-apartheid. That was back in the days. We didn't have think, the We Are the World. I don't think we're going to have another We Are the World, fam. I'm kind of. I want like, that shit though. I. I, I kind of. Yeah, and it's so easy. You no, know, everybody has a home studio. Like everybody just sends in their track and they like layer together. You know, get. <laughs> I, I want it because because it would be. I think it just. I just want to see a Twenty One Savage verse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like 21 Savage and fucking... 21. 21. <laughs> Ariana Grande, like, fucking shoulders around each other and they're singing together. <laughs> that shit would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, I feel like this is, what this, this is what the streets need. The streets need <laughs> this crossover to happen. <laughs> we had, like, all, like, all like self-destruction. Like, there's the, the, the 80s era posse cut, like, PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this shit, this shit was flames. Yeah, it needs to come back. It needs flames. to come back. Flames. I want to see like Carrie Underwood and like fucking little baby. I want to see fucking. I want. I, I want to see all, all the mishmashes you possibly can. Yeah. No. I definitely. Definitely. Like I'm. I'm. I'm here for it. The the world needs this. The world is trying to heal right now. We need some anthems. You know. <laughs> Rico, Rico, all our Chrissy Jones. He's just out there talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Quincy can still do it. Quincy's Quincy still around, and it would be flames. It would be fuck. I can just oh, I, 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 I have this vision. You, you I know, see. You know who, this is the way we could heal the world. You know who the the new Quincy Jones is though? DJ Khaled. Oh, very true. <laughs> the new, the, D- the new D- Quincy Jones. It'd be DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> the new Quincy Jones. He'll, he'll do it. <laughs> He's probably working a- on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like hard drive dumps of old tracks. <laughs> it's, it's like old Gucci Mane verses. It's it'll be. I, I, I think the, the streets need a DJ Khaled. We are the world remix for today. That's happening, you know and saying? he has he has them all in his studio because he puts fifty million people on his tracks, you know. So like like they're already there. So, so <laughs> I see this right now. I said it's, it's gonna be it's it, it'll be like Swiss beats with your producer. It'll it'll just be. <laughs> but uh, uh anyway. but yeah. Long story short, I, I think it's good. I think it's a great thing. I think that a lot of these, you know, it's it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of these political issues can't be resolved by the people we pay taxes to. 
But it's nice to see like artists kind of step up. It's like you've got the Strokes here. You got you know Questlove. You got fucking No Name. Surprise, surprise. You know people like you expect like Run the Jewels. It's it's kind of cool to kind of have these movements. And I think that you know obviously you know I don't think anybody's gonna have a heart attack that the Roots can't play Israel. But that said, I do think that the discourse, the dialogue around it, does a, it will do a really good job of kind of focusing the issues that are, that are there. Particularly since, like, it's kind of hard to get a feeling because, you know, we live in a place where media is all, you know, people choose a side. These are the good guys, these are the bad guys, and then we play along. I think the fact of where you've got these names who are kind of known for being kind of on the right side of politics, kind of saying, hey, what's happening here is wrong is a good thing. And I hope that'll help push the dialogue a certain way. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it's a very complicated situation, but I'm already seeing, you know, I guess like the government in Israel is, is, is reforming or some, I don't know what what they do out there, but like reforming or whatever in, in reaction to, um, a lot of the violence over there. So, um, you know, like these pressures do help. And, you know, even though we say, Oh, a run the jewels or a quest of concert might not make a big difference when you have 600 artists, saying we're not going to perform in a small country like Israel, like that, that's a big deal. Maybe that can galvanize people to, to say like, Hey, like, you know, like this not really is affecting my bottom line or whatever, but it's just saying like, Hey, like we're becoming a pariah. <laughs> Let's do something. Yeah, so, uh, I, yeah. So, absolutely. you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, something will come out of this and it, it's, you know, we joke, but it's good to see like artists coming together for activism again uh, in, in a major way. So uh, props to them. Props, yeah. No, like I said, it's it's, it's nice to see. You know, like I said, uh, it's been a, an interesting couple of years in uh, the COVID BLM kind of world. This feels a lot less performative than a lot of things that we've seen kind of pop up. Where you know, our late times during album releases or you True. know yada yada yada. This feels a little bit less, a little, little bit, especially a little bit less cynical than I usually am with these things. So props yeah, to everybody involved. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, and then what else? Right, right now we're talking about the future. You know, you know what happens in the future where you don't actually need artists. You know what I'm saying? You know, we just go out there, we generate them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, out here, you know, you out using your creative part of your brain. No, no, computers will be doing that, man. They'll be replacing us. They'll be out there. You know, all these great pop stars, all these great rap stars will be replaced by AI. Yeah. So this is uh, so. Basically, Genius put out a video, and they, they profiled these two artists, FN Mecca and Travis Bott. Um, and it scared the hell out of me, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so FN Mecca, well, Travis Bott first is a AI project um, that basically um, created, like, this, this image of Travis Scott. And basically, the challenge was, let's build an AI version of Travis Scott all the lyrics are generated AI. I don't know if like the beats are generated by AI or not, but like, um, they dropped this one track, um, you know, and we will talk about the, the track later, but, um, and then FN Mecca, who I think was a combination of AI for the, the lyrics, but also to this kind of computer generated imagery. Um, they basically wanted to create like a TikTok star in the vein of, uh, you know, um, whatchamacallit, um, uh, Takashi 69, right? Like, they basically kind of, like, basically, they had this kind of, um, 
like uh vr overlay over like the tiktok scenes where it's like him like hanging out in, the, in like a, a lambo or a bentley throwing money um <laughs> and it's all like kind of computer generated um and it's really interesting right um and they like i think they killed the project but he got like a lot of followers on tiktok right um so it's interesting now that we're in this world where we have uh, these two artists um, and they both have dropped tracks and the lyrics make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like <laughs> think of like your worst playboard Cardi lyric, basically. <laughs> and it's like 10 times worse, right? Like the lyrics literally make no sense. It's just a word jumble. Um, Cause they're all generated by AI. Uh, but the beats are flames. And to be honest, it's to the point where, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to do more DJ work. If I slipped one of these tracks into a DJ set, I don't think people would notice. Dang. Like it's so well put together um, that like, it's just, you have to really like kind of pause and listen to the lyrics um, to, to really figure out that it's not real. Um, Cause they have all the cadences, right? Like, they have Travis Scott's like cadences, the way he like his breath control, like the way he like kind of um, his voice goes up at the end of every line, and you know his voice goes up and they always auto tune that part. Like they got that, <laughs> they get all that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then for FM Mecca, like they basically had like basically a, a Takashi type beat, right? Um, but all of Takashi's mannerisms, like kind of the throaty voice and, and, and the, like all that is, is included. And again, like I, you would think it's a Takashi track because like nobody listens to the lyrics. Like everybody's like, you know, they look at the beats and shit. Um, so we're getting in this world, man. We're getting in this world where, where like, you know, it's, it's only going to be a matter of time where one of these like AI generated stars like tops the billboard charts and uh yeah <laughs> I, it's th there was a similar project i think it's a, maybe like a month or two ago where they were doing more rock music and mm -hmm. i remember I, I heard the nirvana version but like and it wasn't a bad song but it sounded very much like you know when you when you can't get the fucking licensing on a car commercial <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's not it's not teen spirit <laughs> But it's like, you know, youngster fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, there's been already some artists who've kind of been playing in a weird wheelhouse like that. I know Otekra is one where they basically have their, their, their quote unquote computers go nuts. And then after the fact, like they program it, they give it certain parameters. The computers generate all these, like, you know, hundreds of hours of songs and then from that point on they kind of come in almost like producers engineers and they kind of tailor their tracks i think there's another band where i couldn't tell another electronic band i couldn't tell if they were referring to the voice or the actual production but they're called amnesia scanner and they were kind of hinting about how long story short i can't remember i don't remember if it was specifically the production too but what they would do is that they would have they would filter all their vocals through like a computer like a processor so even if you had a guest singer, it was it still sounded like the same. <laughs> like they basically had like, you know, the idea is that you make this weird, uh, you know, almost plug in the voice of the group. 
So even though we're rapping, somebody singing, you know, we've got Lady Gaga on this track, it always sounds like the same person. Um, I don't know, bruh. I feel like I feel like this is this is this is some Illuminati shit. Take away black jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I like I said, I, I see the positives, but it's also like, ah, uh, I mean, I'm hoping it'll be novelty. I mean, at the same time, and you know what it is? I, I think that it's not surprising the artists they chose to do this on are Takashi 69 and Travis Scott. True. You know, artists who kind of have a certain kind of thing down pat, you know, straight up. You know, you, have, you know the ad-libs. You know how Travis, beats, Travis Scott beat kind of goes. You know, fucking Takashi is kind of known for this very aggressive fucking trap music. It's a chance. It's not that surprising. I mean, I'm kind of for it. Like, I, like you know, I, I do think that I look at it two ways. One, there's always a fear that robots will take human jobs. You know, I, I think those fears are unfounded to a certain extent, not because they aren't already happening. You've kind of seen that kiosk at like grocery stores. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that in a creative endeavor, you still kind of need that human edge. And maybe it's me, maybe it's old man in the sky. I do think that, you know, an AI, and even an AI Travis Scott on a, is still worse than an autopilot Travis Scott. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when I was watching the the YouTube video, like there's a couple things that stood out. Like the first was, yeah, all the people who are behind like both of these projects are, you know, are who you expect kind of like, well, it's a combination of kind of nerdy, the nerdy programmers that you, you, you always expect, but also kind of like the streetwear kids, as well but they're all white right like uh so it is like this really interesting cultural appropriation you know oh yeah that (laughs) and you know i don't think i don't think they they are like trying to take away black jobs i just think they're like oh we love like travis scott um you know so like like, let's just try to to do something that emulates him like i don't don't think it's like a nefarious thing but that line between like <laughs> wholesome and nefarious is very thin, you know. Yeah. And you know, I'm just thinking about like just crazy situations. Maybe it's like a Taylor Swift where like she says, "I don't want to record this album," and like they're like, "All right, cool, we'll just create like an AI Taylor Swift and hold you hostage <laughs> <laughs> until you 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 record something, right? Like like there's all these like crazy ass. Black Mirror esque things yeah. that can happen um, that they're gonna like the floodgates are all gonna open on, uh, which is just really really interesting. Um, there's probably a place for this, and, and there's probably something where, like, I think trap rap and or SoundCloud rap and meme rap, I think is probably like the best place for it. Like, I I feel like the music there is so ephemeral and and it's so fleeting and, and so stri- of the moment and stripped down to stripped down like the lyrics are, are are kind of you know basic so i i feel like that's kind of the world like i don't mind it living in that world i'm also not really in that world anyway you know like if if we want to like create like another ai meme on tiktok like that's actually kind of cool you know but um but outside of that, like, um, I don't know. It, it starts getting a little weird. I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for an AI concert. Um, but, you know, like, people go to video game, like, uh, like concert, uh, not concerts, but video game competitions and things like that, right? Like, 
it's just not of my world. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we should just start talking about this earlier rather than later because it's, it's happening. It's coming. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to surprise a lot of people when one of these artists gets number one. It's, you know, it's dark though. I've been thinking about it, going back to the idea of the holograms. So the whole, the whole reason some of these things exist is the idea of trying to like squeeze out stone from these artists posthumously. So yeah. it makes you wonder what's going to happen where like, you know, like I remember, I remember when Michael Jackson had a couple of those albums, they tried to squeeze out and the shits were shitty as shit. Yeah. So it makes you wonder what's going to happen now. Whereas it's like, all right, you've got a couple of vocal ramps. We put into the computer. We try to make those vocal sounds kind of form some words. We get Drake <laughs> <laughs> to come into executive produce it. And it's like, you know, are, are we making these kind of bones dance again? And it's like, it makes you wonder where, you know, particularly in the era where all these artists, these big name artists are kind of saying, fuck it, and giving up the publishing and rights to fucking all these other media companies. It makes it wonder if like, we're going to hit an era where, you know, like sadly enough, you're going to have all these weird quote unquote mixes where it's just all made in a fucking lab basically. Yeah. You, you know, what I will say, I, you know, there's an artist that I feel like this, this would probably work out because I feel like Lil Yachty has been phoning it in for a long time. Oh, I don't, I don't think his heart's in the game. Dang. And shots at Lil Yachty. And I'm kind of just like, bro, like just create Lil Yachty AI. <laughs> and just <laughs> and just deploy the AI. Do we, like, do we ha- you know, and collect I, the checks. <laughs> I'd make an argument. That's that's a lot of fucking like fucking GPU power for his fucking braids. Like you got <laughs> they're all flying around. <laughs> The computer's got to calculate all Dude, that shit. Have you seen the latest Pixar movies? They figured that out, man. I don't they know, man. There's going to be a part where he's going to try to get a turn up and his brain's going to move a certain way. And now the bass <laughs> is going to be fucking off because the computer, you know, like when you try to do that, that, that fucking, the MacBook yellow ball still shows, the beach ball will just show up. <laughs> it's too much power to power up his braids. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh Lord! And, and uh, on other dystopian news, uh, I guess we'll talk about new music. Maybe it's Mr. DMX. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were talking about the posthumous. How do you say it? Posthumous releases. Posthumous. I, I, that's posthumous. I don't humorous. know. Humorous. Yeah. American school system, baby. Yeah. <laughs> new York stand up. <laughs> uh. Uh, but, anyway, uh, let's talk about DMX. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, before he passed, DMX was talking about hyping up an album. It's going to come out, yada, yada, yada. As we all know, he unfortunately passed a couple of months ago. Um, the album came out this weekend. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I only heard one track. It was the Griselda track, uh, which was perfectly fine. But I'll be honest with you, when I heard DMX's voice kind of come in, and, it, and it, I kind of was like, all right, I don't know if I could do with this project. Partially because I think it's a little too soon, but also for me, it sounded not the same. So I think it kind of made me miss DMX even more. So I kind of stepped away. So they have a chance to kind of give it a, a full listen. I can say this much. it's It did definitely feel like not the same. Like the growls weren't as growlier. The, the, I mean, the bars are perfectly fine. But uh, it's it's something where, it, and we've kind of discussed this, for some reason in my mind, it immediately set up the idea of this is a cash grab, and I didn't bother giving it a listen. 
Yeah, and, and I was saying before we started recording, um, it felt like a cash grab. Um, just because, and, and I, I think you mentioned that a lot of, I guess, maybe DMX's verses or a lot of the album was complete prior to his death. Um, but it doesn't feel like it. Um, DMX definitely doesn't sound like himself. Um, he does, it's not the DMX of old. There's, you know, there's some rappers that I feel like kind of sound like they did 20 years ago. Um, but DMX, I think, you know, I think you're missing that. You can definitely tell that, um, his voice is strained. Um, it just doesn't have the same presence as a, a previous DMX album. And then there's just tons of features on here. And I think like, a lot of my suspicion is the features are kind of there to kind of hide um, some of the weakness from DMX. Um, and look, rest in peace, DMX. Um, but I, I do think, like, I don't think this is a, an album that could have maybe held its own without some of the features. Um, but even, like, a lot of the features I thought were, like, phoned in. Um, Jay-Z is always doing to phone something in. <laughs> <laughs> um I didn't really get that far into it. I missed the Bono, Bono track, um, you know, uh, who is who is now. <laughs> he's getting up there, like in terms of his hip hop collaborations. He had that Kendrick collaboration. It's uh, gonna be like the new James Blake, you know. He's, he's trying to get that James Blake back. He's gonna be out here <laughs> <laughs> with a cash money chain soon. <laughs> And he can, you know what? Props are bottom. He can rock that shit. Like, he, he, he can get away with it. I would fuck uh, hard with a Manny Fresh produced U2 album. That yeah, shit like, would be flames, actually. <laughs> and I am not even joking. I mean, yeah. Like, Zaytoven. Zaytoven would actually kill, like, a, a, yeah. a, a U2 album, you know? Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's just. There's, there's some post-humanist albums that, you know, come out and you can just tell, like, and I was just saying, like, uh, the Mac Miller album, like, I had no idea, like, you know, most of that work was done after he died um, in terms of, like, you know, because there's, there's always these stems and verses and things like that um, that are, like, that exist. Um, you know, like, like, artists come in and record, like, you know, hundreds of songs sometimes. Um, thousands of songs sometimes. So there's a lot of things that you can pick and choose um, to kind of paste together. But the Mac Miller album sounded, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't really tell. Um, it was a body of work. Um, and then there's some other albums like that too. Uh, but this definitely felt like it was copy and pasted together um, from different things. And like, it didn't feel cohesive. Um, there's so many features on it. Um, and yeah, like DMX just didn't, like, you know, I know he was going through a lot of stuff, but, he, you know, it just didn't bring that weight that you expect from DMX, unfortunately. So it is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. it's, it sucks. I think that, uh, and, and and the weird thing is, with DMX's big thing, because the, the reason why DMX is such a great rapper, and because there's um, The Shop. So they had a new episode of The Shop with uh, LeBron James show where it's like everybody's in this quote-unquote barbershop just shooting the shits. Even though the barbershop has a thousand one cameras, it's immaculately clean, and half of them don't get actually barbershop haircuts in there while they're talking. I, some, some of them get cuts, though. Some of them. Some, some of them get, be a little bit. Know. I mean, watch some of these. They be stretching that concept to the nth degree. <laughs> 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 I 
like I was watching the W. There was one of WA like they had a couple of WNBA players, and like they, their hair is did. They're looking cute. They ain't even in the fucking barber chairs. They're in the couch in the corner. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. This feels, you know, this doesn't feel as as well worn. People shooting this shit if we're in this really immaculate Yo. looking fucking barbershop studio. Well, I, I need a haircut. LeBron, get at me. <laughs> I'm still cutting my own hair. So, y'all need some somebody's hair to cut? Get at me. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, that a Jay Z episode, and they touched a. It was relatively recently recorded. They talked about DMX's death, and he was basically saying how, like, even though it was, I think it was the Hard Knock tour specifically he was talking about, but even though in the Hard Knock tour he was quote unquote the headliner, he had to step his game up because DMX would come out there and just knock him off the stage you would come yeah. out there you know take the start growling the crowds go nuts take his shirt off the ladies would go nuts we'll give this heartfelt prayer it basically and he was just basically saying how look i i as great as a rapper i am i'm looking at this dude and if i don't figure out my place in this he's gonna blow me off the stage every night and i think the idea of with dmx the reason why he became such a popular rapper is that there aren't that many rappers that are that that give off that empathy, that relatable vibe. Like, you know, there's this, this is only a certain level of rapper where it's just like, you know, if I'm going through some shit, I play it and I go through it. And I think that the very nature of him kind of having all those features kind of dilutes that. He's somebody where he speaks to you directly. It's very much like, you know, the, the power of DMX is that, you know, similar to like Tupac, is like, here is raw emotion on yeah. 808s at, you know, a certain level of BPM. And I think by having all these guest appearances, particularly with guest appearances, again, because you could have the, again, I, I, we were talking about Bono. Bono was a great get, you know what I'm saying? That, that Kendrick Lamar song was fine. You could have probably some of the greatest rapper producers out there jump on your shit, but that's not why we went for DMX. The DMX is literally, you know, some dude who wears it's like, here's some real street level struggles. Even if it's not specifically about the street, this is some shit as every man I, I, I can relate to. And that's why he crossed over. DMX is a dude where he could sell the fuck out of New York, where he's basically from, but also go to fucking Oklahoma and sell it the fuck out and have a whole bunch of hicks out there doing the fucking <laughs> six screw like, rough riders. Like people love DMX. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's I think that's the issue there also. And, and it reminds me a lot of like, you know, some of the biggie post humor stuff is this idea of where, you know, it, it's cool. I think if you're a fan, you're always up for new stuff. You know, I'm not against new interpretation of some stems and things like that, but I think the issue for a lot of these things is that there's an eye towards commercial, like, success, which I think is just dumb. I think if you've got a fan base and they're really missing an artist and they want to kind of see, you know, some hidden missing tracks and yada, 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 they care about the nitty-gritty shit. It's just like, you know, like, what, we're talking about Prince and his vaults. I don't really care about, like, you know, some Prince jingle he did for fucking a movie. I care about some, like, late night jams he was doing where, like, fucking, yeah. you know, out of nowhere, fucking D'Angelo showed up and it's a great little track. That's the thing that I kind of missed. Like, the things that kind of remind you of, of how great the artists were. So I think the big thing of all these albums where I think you kind of need to rethink is the idea of where it's less about kind of, you know, putting these albums together and selling it to the casual fan. I think it's a, I think it's an opportunity here to kind of show you what's going on behind the scenes, all of the process to kind of show you what could have been as opposed to, all right, here's, you know, here's the Mariah Carey track. Here's the fucking, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. So that's the only thing I think of all these albums is I'm not necessarily mad at it, but I think that, you know, there's a way to do it right. And this was kind of done wrong. Yeah, well, like, well, there's going to be that AI, AI DMX track coming soon, so <laughs> just you wait. D 
digitized dog growls. (laughs) 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 But seriously, rest in peace, DMX. You know, one rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. And uh, what else? Let's see. What other new music was I listening to? So on my end, uh, let me go to my 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 trusted iPhone. Um, shit. I you mean, want to talk about the the Mac homie. I mean, in the Mac homie, but even that's interesting. But all right. So long story short, with Mac homie, dropped the record. I'm a huge fanboy. I'll say Stan, if possible. You know, I think he's one of the best dope rappers out there. I love the fact that he's very nobody's really doing what he's doing so long story short newark city rapper kind of came up in the game with griselda very early on around the slim shady deal kind of fell out enough where i remember like penny the butcher was kind of throwing some shots at him there was a rumor where i think last year or the year before benny dropped a project and mac Hami dropped a project also around the same time on some not jay-z nas Petty beef type shit. <laughs> um, but it looks like, and I, and I know it's kind of weird because I know Griselda's going through their own issues where, you know, I've heard some grumblings where Benny the Butcher isn't happy. And, you know, Westside Gun was like, you know, my next album might be my last album. A lot of these little weird rumors. But long story short, um, there's been a tradition with Griselda where they have basically Westside Gun Day, which is usually around Easter, and they do this fucking song. And on this year version, it was surprise, surprise, Mac Hami. It looks like A, they've reconciled, and B, he's going to be executive producing his newest album, which came out last week, Pray for Haiti. And uh, I mean, again, I'm a stand. It's dope. I like it a lot. Um, on this, you have a lot of things that make Mac Hami interesting. You've got his little crazy wordplay bars. You've got a lot of stark production. It's not as weird as some of his other stuff. There's, there are some drums on these tracks, but it's still fun. You've got Mac Hame singing. It seems oddly enough, uh, uh, and I guess it makes sense by the title of the album called Pray for Haiti. There's a lot of things on here about Haiti. It feels that uh, he's got a Haitian singer on it. There's some songs that are mostly in Haitian Creole. Um, it's just a really well put together rap album. It's hard for me to kind of sell Mac Hame because there's two things happening. A, his flow's not necessarily the most attractive. It's very, it reminds me a lot of, honestly, it reminds me a lot of fucking uh, MF Doom. It's, it's, mm. a, it's a lot of words coming at you. You yeah. know, it, sometimes it's rhythmically off, but on beat. It's, it's, it's advanced hip hop. It's not for you young ears. <laughs> you've got to understand, it's not for you mumble rappers. It's stuff you've got to sit down and decipher these lyrics. But it's just like, it's something what I like about him is that he's just a, like, dude will drop, like, like, you know, like, you know, you know, flippy like crypto. You know what I'm saying? It's these weird, random references that come out of left field, which is, I feel like, what makes rappers exciting, where it's funny. Like, your Redman references, your Ludacris, down to your fucking MF Doom, is these weird, like, I am this, even though I may be rapping about street shit, my references are insane. And I think that's what I like about him as a rapper. So long story short, this is a great solid rap album. It's, it's, you know, I, I, there's not much you could say here because I've said it a lot, but definitely if you haven't really given Mac Hami a fan, this is a, probably a good way to kind of get into it because, A, it's not a record that costs $1,000 like a lot of his records do on Bandcamp. And B, because of, you know, that collaboration with, with Griselda, the beats are a little bit more tame, but a lot more well-grounded. So, yeah, no, I've been giving that a lot of listen. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I gave this album like a first pass listen. 
Um, I I didn't like do the in depth, so I can't talk about it too much. But what I heard, I really liked. Um, I thought the play with the the, the Haitian Creole concept and, and kind of like the the verses in Haitian and things like that. I thought that was really cool, actually. I, and I feel like you know you know I like it when rappers kind of like do something different or like approach something that yeah I know that much about Haitian Creole. <laughs> it's like I was yeah. like. Just, you know, like Discovery Channel, you know. Um, so I thought it was really cool. I, I, and everything kind of came together um, in terms of just like the production and things like that. Um, I, I'm working on a new DJ mix um, plug. Um, and I, I, I dropped the Mac Homie track in there. Um, oh, like, holla. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, it's just like a really cool project. Um, and I thought the Haitian element was, was really cool as well. So, um, I'll probably give it a little, a little bit more of an in-depth listen, listen, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, it, it's probably going to be, uh, up there in terms of albums, uh, hip hop, top hip hop albums. And like, uh, from what I just listened to from that first pass. So, yeah, no, it's, it's something where it's just like, I just like keeping like, it's, it's cool to have insularly weird albums. And it kind of reminds me of there's yeah. another, Another record I was listening to recently, uh, Bruiser Brigade, Danny Brown's label. They dropped a, they mm-hmm. dropped a c- compilation. A lot of good tracks there. I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of all the MCs on there, but like Danny Brown was hitting on it, and so was Bruiser Wolf, the guy who sounds like Sugar Free. And then uh, I was thinking about the fact of where it's kind of cool where you've got like, you know, a, a, a dude who literally is borrowing from like 90 Sugar Free, which you all know is very commercially hot. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> But it's just like this idea of where you've got these rappers kind of building these weird worlds. And it's just like, it's kind of cool where you've got like a Mac homie, you've got fucking, you know, Bruiser Wolf, where it's just like, I, I know this is weird. I know this is kind of like my personal taste, but I know it'll connect to somebody out there. Similar to yeah. Danny Brown, where Danny Brown was all doing those little crazy hyper raps with the fucking, you know, very dark, but very almost playfully dark of his voice. It's just kind of cool having these rappers like not borrowing. Going back to the idea, ready or ready for this? This is why AI rappers will never win. Because you've got these, <laughs> you can't, can't get out here of these fucking, you know, margarine ass, you know, can't believe it's not butter ass rappers. You need that fat. You need that grease. You need that grizzle. Oh, man. You can only so, get that of humanity. You can only get that if you've had to run from the cops in real life. Not by a fed through De Niro movie <laughs> in the algorithm. <laughs> That's all you have to do, though. <laughs> no, no offense to Griselda, but you know what's fucked up, though. Imagine I could just imagine that, like, if this ever hits off, how many fucking Scarface fucking algorithms will there be? Oh fuck! There's gonna be Cuban length albums over and over again, bro. This is gonna be all. <laughs> These bad disco samples. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, it's going to be that in anime. It's, it's going to be like... <laughs> Scarface in anime. <laughs> God. Oh, man. This is the future, dude. This is... <laughs> oh. And on that note, y'all. <laughs> on that note. I don't know. Uh... Enjoy Memorial Day. I, I'm sorry, Dipset Day. You know, what I'm saying. I hope y'all y'all mm. be hearing this a little bit afterwards. But I hope y'all spent your proper Dipset Day playing Cameron, rocking pink. You know, what I'm saying, doing the salutes, and you know, it's get, things are opening up. Be safe, but be careful. Be vaxxed and be good. We love y'all. 
Peace. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs>